This is WMHT. I'm Rob Brown. Mark O'Connor is one of the greatest American fiddle players of all time. Full stop. Child Prodigy won just about every fiddle competition there was growing up, played a multitude of other instruments as well. He is also an author now and will be at The Egg on Saturday, March 11th at 7.30 p.m. for a reading and performance with his wife, Maggie O'Connor, as well. Mark O'Connor joins me now. Thank you. How are you? Great, Rob. Thanks so much for having me. You have this brand new memoir out about your early years with amazing pictures in it and great stories. The memoir is called Crossing Bridges. Had you always wanted to write a book? Well, of course, about a dozen years ago, I started releasing my O'Connor Method series for educating string players using American music, the American history, the great diversity of American styles and genres of playing that I grew up and was really steeped in and wanted to share that with students and teachers. And that's been quite successful. So as an author of that method book series, it, it entered my mind that I probably should tell the story of my young years in music at some point. A few years back, I tried to co-author my story with a few different writers, um, but I ended up scrapping those efforts, didn't think that I had the voice to tell this story yet. And it really took some isolation, specifically during the pandemic, for me to get on my own, off the road, and really think about how to tell my young years in music of being the first child musician with a national scope, winning these national competitions in fiddling and bluegrass and country music. And so here it is, the Crossing Bridges memoir. And it's a lot of fun, full of amazing stories. Now, at the egg on the 11th, you're going to read from the memoir and perform. Yeah, we've got a whole series of pieces of music that Maggie, my wife, and I will perform together, a few solo pieces as well, uh, music that I grew up learning uh, from the legends. So part of my story is learning from American music legends, oftentimes competing against them in these competitions, performing with them from the stages of the Grand Ole Opry uh, all the way to Carnegie Hall as a teenager. Uh, and these legends include people like Stefan Grappelli, Merle Haggard, and uh, about everybody in between. It includes my tenure with the David Grisman Quintet, also with the Dregs playing rock, jazz fusion music. And so I'm gonna touch on a lot of these areas from um, my fiddle and the guitar. And then I'll give some anecdotes about my life in music. Also take some questions from the audience it's been really wonderful. We've done a couple of concerts so far. We have about a 20-city tour of Crossing Bridges. Oh, that's great. Saturday at 7.30, theegg.org for all of the information. I'm speaking with author and composer, fiddle virtuoso, Mark O'Connor, coming to The Egg on Saturday at 7.30. Uh, you've played with everyone, as you said. Is there anyone from the past that you wished you had been able to play with? I think I played with about everybody that I um, aspired to that was living, at least. In my story, I talk about sitting in even with the father of jazz violin, Joe Venuti. And uh, there's a companion photo book along with my memoir. It's called A Musical Childhood in Pictures. And it's mostly the beautiful black and whites that my mom took with her Nikon. And she captured 
the images of all these incredible legendary musicians in American music that I was growing up around. And also there's a companion CD, which is archival and never before heard recordings, including the finals of the national fiddle and guitar competitions that I won as a young teen sitting in with Joe Venuti's on that tape. Uh, you'll hear me when I'm 10 years old singing Johnny Cash and entering a, a classical music guitar competition playing flamenco. You'll hear the very first day I ever picked up the fiddle and then my progress in a medley one week after the next. It culminates with me playing with Grappelli and with the Dregs at the end of the CD. So the memoir is a big journey through childhood. It's backdropped with a dysfunctional family, my mother dying of cancer, trying to be my manager, and taking this unprecedented narrow pathway through music and trying to find success as a young fiddler in the 1970s. And you found a lot of success as a young fiddler in the 1970s. You tell a story in this memoir, Crossing Bridges, about a white fiddle. Can you talk a little bit about that fiddle that you finally grew into and were given? Absolutely. I'm going to actually touch on this story at the Egg. It's going to be great to be back at the Egg. I've, I've played there several times over the years, and I love the area. Matter of fact, in my memoir, I talk about my ancestral family and my uh, 13th great-grandmother, so it turns out, was the first white child born in the state of New York. And so in my memoir, I touch on that. And so I have great history roots there in New York. But yeah, the white fiddle... I'll just read you a little bit. My teacher, Benny Thomason, had been fishing with a neighbor earlier that week. So I write in my memoir. Then when they returned to his acquaintance's barn to clean their fish and tackle, Benny spotted a white painted fiddle hanging on the barn wall. It had neither strings nor pegs, nor a bridge nor tailpiece. It was merely a barn decoration. But Benny could tell right away that it was very much a real instrument. So this is the very fiddle that I ended up playing. It was originally a barn decoration painted with an enamel white coating. And my teacher, the legendary Benny Thomason from Texas, who happened to be retired and living up in the Washington state area when I was a beginner at age 11. Um, and that became my principal instrument. And I won all those championships with it all through my teens. And that became your sound, too. It had a huge sound, you say? Yeah, it was a canon of an instrument. And, you know, people could hear me clear across the field when the boy from Seattle showed up at the fiddle championship. And there are pictures with autographs from all of the musicians in Americana and country and bluegrass signed this fiddle for you. You would play it. Where is it now? Yeah, well, I'm going to bring it with me. For 15 years, it hung up in the Country Music Hall of Fame in Nashville. And then I got it back out of the museum because I had an emotional attachment to it. It plays those old Texas fiddle tunes like no other fiddle. It just contains that language in there and it's always retained it. And for me to play an authentic Texas fiddle breakdown in the way that I learned um, and then developed actually as a player, along with my teacher, Benny Thomason, it really is the white fiddle that brings out that genre so I'm going to bring it with me on this tour so folks can uh, see it. The signatures was something just to try to cover up the ugliness of the white fiddle. You know, people were 
saying, you know, like, well, maybe we should strip the white paint off and then get a nice finish, you know. And people said it will change the sound. If you like the way that sounds now, it will drastically change it. And so we kept the white paint on and we just added the the new uh the newfound Sharpie was out <laughs> a couple of years and and we put that Sharpie to work. Put it to good work for sure. Saturday, March eleventh at seven thirty PM at the egg, part reading, part performance, crossing bridges, the memoir by Mark O'Connor performance with Mark and Maggie O'Connor at the Egg. For all of the information, theegg.org. Mark O'Connor, thank you so much. Thanks so much. And I'm really excited for audiences there to hear my wife, Maggie, play the fiddle. Um, she's going to give a rendition of the very first composition I wrote on the fiddle when I was 13, and I'll accompany her on the guitar. That's Mark's waltz. It's so lovely. And she's a great musician. It's great to be sharing this with her. And honestly, if it wasn't for her, I don't know if I'd have the courage to write this memoir, uh, but the discipline. I mean, she she saw me sit there, you know, 10, 12 hour days, almost two years to write this, a 400 plus page book. And it's really a, a journey like no other in uh, American music, I, I think, with this uh, young filler coming out of Seattle, going into the South and uh, in a place where there weren't any other kids playing the music yet you know now you know you look around and you would think well it's always been like that but it was an old person's game back then the people who were entering and winning fiddle championships had long gray beards and uh so this was a whole new thing 